Warning! This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions, and strong language. Welcome to Records and Bands. Leon is with me again, still, again. (laughs) Um, And basically, we've had a really long chat about all things bass, and that was probably a previous episode. But the reason he actually came on tonight was to talk about a record that he absolutely loves and I hadn't heard of at all until this week. And I don't know if it's good. I don't know if I like it, but for some reason I can't stop pressing play. And that is... Boat on the Sea by the Moron Police. So, tell me about Moron Police. They're a originally a three-piece party parody punk metal rock pop electronic band from Norway. They were a three-piece just doing stuff that I identified with because in our early form, uh, formative musical days, we used to write silly throwaway songs and these guys do it pretty much can i remind can i quickly remind you of some lyrics that i once wrote on the school bus let's go for it underneath his thumb he holds their lives and now and again he fucks their wives brilliant and that was written lyrical genius rob jones that was written in the back of a mass book which you promptly handed in and got marked (laughs) and the teacher saw it and put nice lyrics not my taste but nice yeah (laughs) so yeah i mean these guys spent their entire formative first five or six years writing songs like that songs with such memorable titles as who's that chicken whole house omnivorous sexosaurus don't eat my chocolate uh super mega awesome couch teabag your grandma moving on to their second album name me your sex tape it is yeah um <laughs> steve's steve jobs is dead but i'm not Prepoferous, which isn't a word, in fact. I've looked it up. I've tried to Google it, and it means nothing. Name of my sex tape? Yeah, and uh, Stomp That Goomba. Is that a Mario reference? It is a Mario reference, but there's no references about Goombas in that song. Anyway, sorry. The earlier stuff, I listened to a couple of albums, and I had a, I couldn't really place what I could compare it to. I was thinking it was a little bit primacy, yeah. but then I went back and listened to Primus, and I was like, no, it's not really. Yeah. But it's... It, I did, so it's really difficult to pigeonhole it, and I like that. You're absolutely right. And I, I, I uh, Justin Hawkins, he um, he says at one point, he says, I've listened to this, he said, and I think it was that stamp, dang, whatever you said it was earlier. Uh, tramp stamps. Tramp stamps. He said, I love it. He said, I really like this. He said, and I've got to be honest, what is wrong with a song that when you first instantly start to play it, it instantly makes you smile? I've not listen to this album properly i bought it in 2019 off the back of a facebook advert that says if you like scat and jazzy melodies you'll love this album i thought i like both of those things so i'll download it yeah it's all right for 7.99 and never listen to it again and i gotta say i'm ashamed of that fact because having listened to it further it's just astonishing but it's it's the most uh, uh, Justin Hawkins has said about this to discover somebody totally organically on your own is more beautiful than somebody coming in and saying, you've got to listen to these, man. And you listen to it and go, he's right. I like them, um, which is what I've done to you. Unfortunately, no, well, I'm glad you did. Uh, you're not certain whether you like them or why you keep listening to them. But that is the reason that I listen to them, because I'm not sure why. I don't even know if it's good. I 
Googled them. I couldn't even find a Wikipedia entry for them. But on their Facebook page, they described themselves as a silly band, somewhat known for their weird, energetic live performances, mm. playing a breed of alternative metal mixed with everything else you could possibly imagine, even techno. Seriously, there's shitty techno in here. And there is, there is techno in there. Yeah, but not, but not just techno. It sounds like something off of like kirby's dreamland or something like that yeah. some old 90s computer game yeah, absolutely it sounds like you're walking like the whole album feels like you're walking into a like a shitty arcade yeah. with all the, like if you take all the noises from all those arcade machines and bundle them together yeah. like and i know that the computer game aspect of it is true because the kids make playlists on um the apple music which means i have to sit through it so they like some of the songs off the pokemon stuff mm-hmm. But then there's other stuff here. So we've got Boss theme from Sonic the Hedgehog, King Dedede's theme from Kirby's Dreamland, Super Mario Brothers theme, yeah. Luigi Mansion theme, Sherbet Island, N64 Moo Moo Farm. That's the stuff my ten year old listens yeah. to. You know, but it's it's all like stuff off of computer games. Yeah. And they absolutely I've had it on and they and like Evan says, I don't like music. What do you mean you don't like music? I just don't like music. Don't get it just don't like it he's he's 14 so he's the same age as we were when we were getting into all those yeah, bands yeah. and he's like i don't like music but his ears pricked up yesterday when i had this on he was like what's that yeah and that's the thing we we are subjected to music completely we're and you can be somewhere i mean i think that's part of the reason why i'm a printer in my day job is because being musically inclined i'm sat there listening to the machines going and the machines will go, and I'm tuning into that. And in my head, I'm going, yeah, but that's that's how Tony Iommi got that's how Tony Iommi got the same for Black Sabbath from working in the metal exactly. factories and the foundries and that. You know that he wanted to recreate the same that he was experiencing every day. Exactly, and I think heavy metal. I think that it's something that, as, as a printer, I've definitely put into my um, work is that when something's not right with the machine, I can I can hear it because there's the tiny thing. little clicks. You think something's not right there. What's what's wrong? Go down. Oh, oh, see, that's fallen off. I'll, I'll put that back on. Great. That's exactly... I, I can tell when my strimmer's not working properly. And I know it's silly. The tone changes yeah. coming out the back end, of you know, and I can hear that. And I'm not as tonally aware as, you know, like I always say, I sing in the key of H. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm quite close to tone deaf, but I can hear the tone... Yeah. I think people are, though. I think people are more in tune than they realise. Uh, I really do. I think people just generally go through life saying, oh, I'm not really a music lover. But I think people are without realising it. And there's music everywhere. Evan winds me the fuck up because like, I know at 14, like I couldn't get enough of it. Mm. And like you were taping stuff off MTV and bringing it to school. And I was like, oh, I'll have that. That's great. You know? Yeah. And like he's just like, meh. But my 12-year-old daughter, Lil, she's mad into yeah. it. It's funny, isn't it? But I, I bet he is. You know. I bet that. I bet Evan will literally be absorbing music without realizing. But you never know. Moron Police might be Maiden, like as Maiden was for me. Yeah, yeah. It might be for him. Yeah. Um, that first song on the um, is it Hocus Pocus? First, first song. song. Yeah. Um, I really felt that the guy remind the guy singing really reminded me of the singer from Crash Test Dummies. It in parts. Yeah. yeah, but there's there's elements in there of um, Gary uh, is it Gary Sharon from Oh um, Extreme. There's yeah, points yeah, in there where his voice you think, oh god, that sounds just like him. Really warm and yeah, lovely, beautiful, uh, 
tone. He's very um, guttural and aggressive on occasions. He's got that back of the throat thing going on. In parts of the song, he, he can be very nasal in places. And he shows all of that range throughout that entire album. And songs, this is how good the songs are, is that at the end of some of them, you uh, I feel like whew, you, f- you feel out of breath because it's been, as you say, it's not eclectic isn't the word because you described it brilliantly by saying it's an arcade where there's hundred and odd machines all playing different music. And somehow these guys have put all of those songs together and created something so, oh, I hate the word eclectic because it doesn't describe it. There is, Melody upon melody upon melody. You've got mid-range, high notes. There's a death scant running above the whole thing. The bass is doing stuff. It's going from a run down. He plays a five string. He comes from the bottom end of the notes. And before you know it, he's three quarters of the way up the neck. And he's already coming back down. Oh, some of the playing so fast on it. I tried to play... Um, uh, the Undersea earlier because I wanted to figure out um, the time signature of the intro. I, I put it to the band and this is where I think I'm in the minority. I put that song to the band and I said, what time signature is this? Because I'm getting four, three, three, three with a run up in four towards the end of it, <laughs> back into back into a four, three, 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 run up of four. Um, and they texted me back and said, who gives a fuck? It's shit. Right. So I, I, I tell you, I, it's definitely not shit. I, I I think it's quietly amazing. Right. It's really difficult without being able to play, actually play it to like my worry with it is that I, I like lyrically it's really, really fucking good. Absolutely. Lyrically it might be one of the strongest albums I've heard, but I worry that it disappears under like almost a novelty label. Yeah, because it is so. Well, they've won awards. They've won awards in uh, independent music press for um, prog album of the year. And right, I was going to say it's almost like pop prog rather than prog rock. It's prog pop almost. You know, going back to the maiden thing we spoke about on the previous cast that we did, I am slowly maturing as a prog listener. I find it difficult on occasions, um, but I am becoming more into prog. Um, this, for me, is that bridging gap between the big boys like Yes mm. and Genesis um, and people like Maiden who are eh, just touching on prog. They want to be rock, mm-hmm. but they want to be prog. They also want to be metal. Um, they're trying to do a lot of different things. These guys are a doorway for people who love pop, who love rock, but want to hear something a bit more challenging. And that's what I think these guys do exceptionally well. Um, my favourite songs on the album would be Captain Awkward. Yeah. That's the one that goes full Tetris at the end, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, it's really good. We once saw the Siberian, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra at a festival, and they played Tetris or whatever the piece of music is yeah. at Tetris. I just but again on this song it's not Tetris but it has the feel of the Tetris song there's, and yeah. it just goes fucking and there's that mad scat in the middle of it as well there's yeah. like some real jazzy vocals and it's just like what the fuck is going on 
And you're just like, um, the dog song, written from the point of view of a dog who wants to go out and start eating people. You you listen to that song, right? The dog song. You imagine being a dog with not a care in the world. You're literally just wandering around for your next meal. You've got your owner with you. And literally there's, there's lyrics in there, which is like, I'm walking, I, I make my way up to that golden road. Waiting till I blow my load. And literally chasing rainbow, chasing rainbows in a crowded room. A techno rave, bitch, please pass those shrooms. That golden meat bone has my name on it. Man, I'll break free from master while he picks up my shit. <laughs> Here's, it's written from the point of view of a dog who, um, He's wandering around the streets. Oh, look, there's something over there. I'm going to walk down that stairs because there's some light or something sparkling down there. I'm off down there to have a look. And literally, the music... (laughs) It's just this dog going, fuck yeah, I'm walking down the street. There's a dog over there. I'm just going to go hump it. Is it the dog in... Like the dog in Up? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's that exactly squirrel. Yeah, it's like, where's this next yeah. thing? Oh, that's brilliant. I'm going over there. Yeah. My owner's being pulled from pillar to post because I literally just want to hump hydrant. And it, yeah, it's almost like it's it's like the canine equivalent of how many ADD kids does it take to change the light bulb? Let's go play on bikes. <laughs> that's exactly it. And you get that from the song because that's that's what's happening. And literally, that comes right after a song. Um, which is Beware the Blue Sky, which is about using kids to play games to pilot nuclear missiles. And the president of the USA is funding this because um, he wants innocent young children to be trained to pilot unguided missiles when they're older. Yeah, um, The Invisible King is the other one I like. War life is a sweet life, baby. We're going up or going down, whatever you prefer. The war life is a sweet life. And that's the fucking chorus. Then he goes into Behold this barren wasteland. No life, no soul, just wolves. See what we're unable to speak when only told. Um, I guess it's time to stop believing what we're fighting for. And it's got that lovely little spoken piece in between where it's taken like news clippings of um, people who are saying um, something like, hatred is a healthy emotion. Uh, And Mm. it's just like, it's these things where people are saying, what better fighter is a fighter than someone who believes in what they're fighting for? It's like it's almost a partner piece to the one you were saying about you know school condition you yes. for mindless automatons or to be soldiers. It's a partner to that one, yeah, almost, yeah. Isn't it? And that's the theme of their their writing is video game soldiers. They've they've got it. Um, Steve Jobs is dead, but I'm not. I've mentioned that earlier. That's about video game um, soldiers. Uh, Soul Train of the Night is about hedonism and the life of modern age. Uh, Grand Theft Bovine again, American Control and Lies. Mm. There's another one in their first album. Uh, Sunshine Road, it's a nice life if you follow the rules. They really have got, uh, they're very political, uh, but they're incredibly subtle in the way they write about it. Um, the Phantom Below, um, I am a stranger, a meditator of sorts, of heaven and hell in ruin. I am all of this and more. And sometimes so it's mad though, because like, sometimes it's like full on metal, yeah. and then other times it's like I say, computer arcade machines and then you've got like some like, well, almost like dave matthews band style vocals going on yeah. and all of that's in one song yeah i mean as i say that that little uh, bit that i just sung of theirs i'm a stranger a mediator of sorts right um basically saying that he's somebody in the uh, the central realm of heaven and hell okay of heaven and hell in ruin i'm all of this and more basically this guy in the middle he's allowing 
um, the government, uh, the self-appointed voices of God, um, fighting wars on God's behalf, a holy war. He's blackening the name of these uh, these gods because he's the voice of that uh, deity. Uh, mm-hmm. And the Phantom Blow is the name. You know, these people who believe they're doing right for everybody else in the name of a deity are actually just shafting everybody. Isn't there something in there somewhere about, like, oh, because we're Norwegian, we think we're great, but actually we're just as bad as the rest of them, like, you know? It's, yeah, that's uh, in the last uh, the the last song, for, Isn't It Easy? It, it's a protest song. Um, I literally write my notes on this because I, I did listen to this in a lot because it's my favourite. It's just got an incredible time signature from the get-go. Um, it, it ascends and descends in the background melody, but then it's got a descant over the whole top of it which is the video game style you're talking about. It's just got this a beautiful synth, uh, whether it's guitars or actual keyboard synths, I don't know, but I think it's synth guitar. Um, it's just beautiful. It's just got this kind of, the drummer is incredible. Thor, um, God rest his soul, just uh, is incredible. The beat stops and then it runs into another melody, running somewhere else. Uh, it's nuclear propaganda. Uh, it's there's a line in there which was you police the world then let it go to hell again it's saying we you can't do this these people are doing this you can't let this happen you can't do this we're going to stand up we're going to fight against terrorism and then when everything turns to shit they all kind of go oh um uh, okay uh, it's not really something we want to talk about um let's talk about healthcare healthcare is terrible yeah, it's like yeah. what about all this shit you've just stirred up sort that fucking out man come on uh, basically saying things like it's easy at the top. Um, is, yeah, isn't it easy when the world's got nothing against you? Isn't it harder when, when it seems like nobody cares? They'll just nod their heads in disapproval of your words. Isn't it easy to watch these bridges burn? 10,000 dead in the end. We tried to warn you, but the beast just had to be fed. But it's done over a triumphant melody. Because um, this is our conversation we had about Run to the Hills. Is it right to be celebrating the the, the, the atrocities uh, that were, were born against the, uh, the Amer- uh, Native Americans? It's it's not triumphantly. It's writing it from that person's point of view, which is what they're doing. It's a horrible song, all about nuclear war and um, you know uh, just keeping everybody quiet. Uh, hit, uh, it, quietening of um, I'll, I'll go on to how the song ends because that's really important. I think yeah. it's the juxtaposition of the uplifting sound yeah. with the lyrics isn't it with and the meaning behind the lyrics and stuff it's like i'm sure there's <laughs> posher words for it that i haven't got but and that is it. it it's it's writing something that people go oh this is nice this is jolly but actually there's a really dark subtext on this um and i think i like i was saying to you a minute ago like i i do worry that i think there's some amazing writing on there like lyrically and um, I, I kind of focus on lyrics because I feel that I can write lyrics. I do. Like, I'm quite good with words now, but obviously better than I was back at school. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so I, I always focus on lyrics, and I, I do worry that you know the mu- like you, you'll hear the mu- music and like your mate saying it's shit because they don't like the music without actually listening to the words of it. Exactly. Exactly. I, and I worry that it gets like the words get lost under that novelty yeah and i think that's a real shame because the music stands up on its own lyrics or not there's some incredible musicianship in there um i've already said before 
the the descants over the top of the main body of the music are just beautiful. These these synth uh, almost sequenced melodies that aren't because they're guitar played. They're just incredible. Um, I come to the end of that track. Um, isn't it easy? Because the album runs along. And as I said, I was trying to say earlier, um, but we went on to something completely different. It's it's a testament to their writing that you come to the end of a track, having listened to the lyrical content, you stop to take a breath, but you hit straight away with something else equally difficult to to digest. And when you look at the the, the, the song length, it's only like three and a half minutes, and you think, "Fuck me, that felt like the whole album's only half an hour." It feels like the whole. I listened to uh, Under Sea, which is something like about four, three minutes, seven, three minutes twenty-five, or something like that. Um, and I was sat there at the end thinking, "That's only three minutes twenty-five, and I feel like it's gone on for like ten minutes." That's not to say that it's laboured. It's just there's so much in it that you cannot. I wish all prog was like that, and that's what I'm. That's, that's exactly what I mean. It's prog without being prog because it makes you listen to things that you've uh, that i think it's a drumming on the um the intro to phantom below the drummer thor it's paradiddle it's roll it's hit he's on the cymbal uh, but he, he literally is playing not root beats because it's not nothing's on the one on this album at all it's really never nothing ever comes in on one and you're playing it He's playing it and he's hitting drums with very little cymbal early on. You think, oh, Christ, there's no cymbal. And then he'll do this massive run for the intro. And then he'll just stop and hi-hat for like half a bar. And then straight back onto the run, onto the main kit. And you think he's not sitting still. There's nothing stopping here. This guy is just absolutely all over the kit. But it's not superfluous to the record. It's You can hear everything he's doing. The production on it is incredible and everything he does below what the other guys are doing is the call and response. Again, it's supporting Mm it whilst being music of its own, right? You could take everything away and just marvel at what he's doing. Um, And to to think that he wasn't the original drummer. Yeah. The original drummer left Um, uh, and he stepped in to play a gig and there were 16. Uh, This is on their um, page the memorial to to Thor. Uh, he said he, he he came in at a time when they were sixteen. They they had a gig in Germany. Fucking Germany at sixteen. Mm. I mean, we we were lucky if we went down the road to do rehearsal, let alone playing anywhere mm-hmm. else when we were kids. We were in the youth, youth centre, weren't we? Down the road in the youth centre, and these guys at sixteen were playing in fucking Germany. And the drummer said, it, or whatever reason, he couldn't make it. He was ill. He said he couldn't make it. Didn't want to. And he said this guy Thor just came in, rocked it. And he's been there ever since. And you've just got to say, at 16, these guys were already doing stuff and wanted to take this seriously. All right, they didn't necessarily take it seriously because they're writing songs about teabag and your grandma. But they took that seriously. And, oh, and yeah. the whole point of music is to believe in what you're doing. And these guys believed in it. Right, I'm going to let you get out of here. Can I just say, though... Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. So I'm just going to end on this, right? Um the end of the song, right, it comes down with what's called a ritardando, okay, which is a, a gradual slowing of the music, right. okay, which represents, in my opinion, um, it's a protest song, isn't it easy as a protest song, 
it comes towards the end. It's driven along at quite a pace, but then it starts to slow, right? And it, it slows by hammering on half notes descending. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun. And then it resolves on the root again, which I believe is E. Um, it resolves then, right? It's It goes quiet on that heavy, really sort of hit resolve. And it goes, bam. And then it goes, bam, 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 bam. Um, which is the end right it's almost like that's the end of it the whole world has come to an end but then out of that is the melody from the second song which is basically the beginning of the musical part of the album and the second song is the phantom below mm-hmm. and it starts off with that's the intro of the phantom below and it's part of the music in the phantom below as well there's a, a reprise in the middle where that comes back in that's what's known as a light motif which yes. is a um a musical attribution to a character the character in this part of the the song is the protesters yes the people who are shouting okay the end of the world's happened the protesters are still there going we told you this was going to happen. Nobody's listened. And that piano at the end gets hauntingly quieter mm-hmm. with more and more sustain and reverb on it. Okay. That's the strength of the protests being drowned out by the governments. Okay. Yep. Then uh, this is where it's really bloody clever. Okay. The repeating melody again and again is quietening. Okay. And then you could almost skip the intro part, which is Hocus Pocus, bring the Phantom below right back in over the top of the ending of Isn't It Easy? Yeah. Which then basically means that regardless of how many times these people say these things about what's happening, history will always repeat itself. And something will happen that people don't agree with. They can see it happening again. And so the protest song restarts and as i record as i say again phantom below is all about the self-appointed representatives of power taking control musically there's also or not musically but um i suppose when it comes to like sequencing and albums and stuff there is a history of that so um 10 from pearl jam Mm -hmm. you've got an instrumental piece at the start and um it's then repeated like, like before once come on there's an instrumental piece and then it's repeated at the end after release. Yeah. Okay. And that piece of music is called Master Slave. So obviously, slave. You know, as mm. you turn the record over, the slave becomes the master. The master becomes the slave. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But also, if you go back to the first Doors record, okay. So it opens like side one, track one is um, "Break on Through" to the other side. And then the last track on side two is the end. So you get to the end and then you break on through to the other side. Oh, okay, cool. And then you get through to the end and you break on through, you know, so it's So almost... it's a mechanism that's been used before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but... but it's really clever how different bands use it. And also there's a feel to the whole record of it being like a musical piece, almost like a like a musical like a mu- musical theatre yeah, yeah. piece. Yeah. So you could have a, a play that uses all those songs in that order to tell a story. Yeah. And there's a couple of albums that it brought to mind for for that kind of device for me. And again, sonically, they're 
nothing like each other whatsoever. There's nothing in common between any of these three albums. So um, Hard Candy by Counting Crows, which I think was their fourth album, to me it's always felt like it could be a musical. Okay, yep. Just just the way the songs seem to link together and tell the story thematically throughout. Yep. And then the other one, which I actually listened to straight away after listening to this, was... Um, Flaming Lips, Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, 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 that's... Yeah, so, and, and which is obviously mm. a story in a record. Yeah. And so, thematically, I think, or not thematically, what's the word? Tonally, it kind of links up with that one. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, definitely. But sonically, yeah. they're very, very different. Um, it's also, you know, it's... It, it, I said it's kind of a little doorway into prog for people who don't want to listen to prog. Uh, and... It's it's a stunning piece of music. Um, in it, it, the whole album is fantastic, and I, but like I say it's fantastic. Like musically, it's it's a real piece of work. When I say I'm not sure if I like it, I think I do like it. I think that's just me. But it, it's taken some a few listens to get into. Yeah, and I I think it's really good. And I think yeah, thank you for sending it my way because I'm I shall listen to it more. I think I'll get more and more from it the more I listen to it. I think you also need to go and listen to. Um... Uh, Defenders of the Small Yard and yeah. Propaganda Machine because I found they were musically incredible. Not necessarily as heavy in content, but I couldn't help but smile. No, lyrically, they're a bit more yeah. naive, aren't and they? And, in their know. own words, on their website, um, it says the first studio album by uh, Moron Police is a maturation from hard rocking party band melodies. Uh, sorry. Uh, party band to more catchy melodies and outspoken worldviews and that's true that's absolutely spot on that that i believe this is an album of people who've grown up they've had a hiatus of about five years and they've learned a few things in their time since Mm -hmm. writing the first two albums uh, and that shows in the content but people who like the third album may not necessarily like the first two because they are sonically different ends of the football pitch there is a ep that's come out as well called the stranger in the Again. high tide which i think which came out last october end of last yep. october which i haven't listened to yet but i'm hoping follows on from it's got this. some very interesting it's only four songs long at the moment um obviously yeah. they've just signed to a new record label so rather than being independent now they've got a bit mm-hmm. of clout behind them um which yeah, is a good thing and not necessarily a good thing uh, if the record company allow them to just continue to do what they do, I think it's going to be all right. Yeah, if they just yeah. let them be, just yeah. even be. They, they've done three right albums on their own, which stand up on their own. Um, I think from what I've heard so far, it's a little bit more stripped back, which isn't a bad thing, because it might open mm-hmm. the door a little bit to people who were a bit overwhelmed by a boat on the sea. That's brilliant. No, thank you very much Can for I just say, on. quickly, one last thing. Yeah. You said the last time I said to you about listening to... Um, I put this down as an album I'd like to talk about and you sent me a message back saying oh yeah I'll talk about this I'll talk about that as for more on police I've got my own feelings about that that was what you sent me originally what? yeah you said was I, it oh when, when we when... first spoke about doing the three album oh, trio ages oh ages ago. ago yeah I had a, yeah I had a listen to I think I, I think you had sent me your list yeah, or something and... Or I'd seen it on your list and I was like, oh, yeah. what the fuck's that? And gone and found it. I was like, no. That's yeah, because you, you said, I've got my own feelings about that and we'll talk about that when we do the pod. 
I'm so glad you went yeah. back to listen to it a second time because that's exactly what I did. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. listened to it once and thought, mm, uh, oh, what's going on? I, 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 I kind of like it, but I don't. Um, there's too much going on for me. But then I've come back to it now in a different mindset because I was feeling quite low. Yeah. And identified with it more. And that's happened to me in the past mm-hmm. with uh, Radiohead because I really didn't get Kid A at all. To be honest, it's actually really cheered me up lately. I had a bit of a mental health crisis before Christmas. Well, I came off the phone with my therapist like 20 minutes before. That's why I texted you and said, oh, give me 10 minutes because I literally just come off from my therapist and I make yeah. a cup of tea yeah. in that. And um, But yeah, this has been a ray, ray of light the last week or Mate, so doing I'll... this. And and I'll be honest, um, the prospect of doing this with you has been, I've been really looking forward to doing this. Like when we started chatting and then yesterday when you said, yeah, go for Friday, I was like, fucking brilliant. Right, I'll let you, I'll let you go and sort out the family and... And I've um, I've really enjoyed just being more in touch with you with the texting and stuff like that. It's been really good. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's it's it's, 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 so- it's it's really nice being back in back in each other's orbit. All right, take it steady. Love you, man. Take Love it you steady. too. Bye. Bye. Bye.